This week's 16 slate starts off 4.30 p.m. on Saturday. Bengals at the Steelers. Steelers, Jake. Yeah, with the Steelers, I think the only like semi-predictable thing here is uh, Pat F, uh, Pat Fryman, probably going to have a little bit of a bounce-back game here. Uh, Cincinnati's allowing the second most points to opposing tight ends, so I do feel confident about having him in my lineups. Uh, that being said, I am nervous about starting George Pickens, potentially. Um, who knows if he's going to be able to uh, play the full game. Maybe he gets a little bit of punishment. Jalen Warren would block for him, but he won't block for Jalen Warren. So we got to see how that all shakes out. So Deontay is the only wide receiver I have any confidence in here. And then I like Pat as a, a nice little tight end option for this week. Bengals, you know, I get that the Chase Brown is playing well, and it's good to see. Um, but I'm not hitting the panic button on Mixon. I mean, you're probably not either because he's been performing, but if you have been kind of looking at the underlying usage, maybe you were a Chase Brown fan, you might be a little bit concerned for Mixon. Um, don't get cute. Play Mixon in your playoffs. Mixon is ceding some work to Chase Brown, right? But Mixon is still very much involved in the pass game, and more importantly, he's seeing the goal line looks. If they get down towards that goal line within the 5 and the 10, they have been looking Mixon's way, not Chase Brown's. End of the day, Mixon's really probably not a top 10 running back for me, but he's easily an RB2 that I'm trusting. He's just been on a bit of a touchdown heater here. The Bengals are looking good with Jake Browning. Um, this game does carry a 37-point implied total, so not exactly uh, you know in on a lot of these pieces here. Um, not going to get cute with Boyd with Chase out. Not going to get cute with Hudson. I know he's kind of a favorite of Browning, but he's still not running or getting enough snaps. So um, Mixon, stay true. I feel good about it. I feel you there. Welcome in JWB crushing the competition week 16 preview. I'm Tyler. He is Jake. We have a goal of hitting 2,500 subscribers by the end of the season. Be a pal. Hit subscribe. If you're already subscribed, make sure hit like. It helps us a lot. Do it while I roll this intro. Welcome. You're listening to JWB Fantasy Football. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into the next game here, got some cues in the chat right here. Meme Wizard, what's up, Meme Wizard? McBride or Hawk versus old team PPR? Thanks. I actually got Hawk two spots above Hawk. Uh, i sorry, I have McBride two spots above Hawkinson. McBride's my tight end two on the week. Hawkinson's my four. They're both great plays, but if you have to pick one, I'm, I'm going McBride. He is the center point of this passing game on the Cardinals. Yep, I agree with you there, especially against the Bears. I just like that matchup a little bit more. Jose, good morning from California. Good afternoon from Michigan. Good to see you. Good afternoon from Illinois. Moving right along here, another Saturday game, Saturday night game. Bills at the hapless Chargers. You got them, get them over with. Yeah, I'm just really trying to avoid this matchup as much as possible. I think it's really hard to sit Eckler if you have him, um, especially with the new coach coming in, you know, new, new play caller, everything like that. Eckler probably gets some play again. They probably don't try and give Joshua Kelly and Isaiah Spiller touches as much, but it, you know, Eckler's more in flex range for me. I don't have really that much confidence in him. The only wide receiver, Keenan, looking like he's going to miss another week. Maybe Josh Palmer is as an upside flex play, but realistically, I do not want any part of this game, if if at all possible. Bills, you know, Bills, Bills are rolling uh, on the opposite trajectory of the Chargers here. Much thanks to Joe Brady taking over uh, at offensive coordinator. Um, I think one of the things I really want to highlight from last week is it's important to note of like how much of an outlier that game was in terms of how it was played, right? And for that Bills offense, you know, don't get me wrong. I know why the Bills did what they did. You can run on the Cowboys. The Bills had success running on the Cowboys. 
why would you stop running if it's working, right? It's pretty straightforward. Yep. Um, Bills, you know, Bills went up early, pounded the rock with success. They never stopped. Why would you stop, right? Um, but there was a 29% actual pass rate from the Bills last week. 29% of the time they were actually passing the ball, which we that, that was the lowest pass rate we've seen all season long across all teams. So it's like, yeah, James Cook's great. We're starting James Cook. Everything's fine with James Cook. This isn't like a James Cook take here. This is more of like, don't panic on the Bills pass catchers because we're never going to see that low of pass rate probably ever again this season, right? So I think what that really draws me to is like, yes, we're starting James Cook. He's getting all the work. It's great to see. But I still have a lot of trust in Allen. I still got a lot of trust in Diggs. And I think I do still have trust in Dalton Kincaid. Yes, he wasn't on the field as much. But, like, they clearly were in, like, running formations, which lean themselves towards Dawson Knox, who's more of a pass blocker. So if you kind of just look at the box score or even look at some of the peripherals, like, nothing was going Kincaid's way. I'm not panicking on Kincaid. I still have have him as a back-end tight end one option. So really good here with Kincaid going into my playoffs when I think if you look at his box score from last week, you might not be. Yeah, I mean, Joe Brady said it after the game. He was like, I didn't go into the game planning to run the ball that much, but it was working. So I just kept doing it. I, if, if there's one thing I want in an offensive coordinator, it's for him to recognize what's working and keep doing it. There's too much of that being a problem in the NFL of coordinators not doing that. So if the, if throwing the ball against the chargers is going to work, they may throw the ball 60 times this week. Who knows? Yeah, precisely, man. Precisely. Fit check. What's up? Fit check. Good to see you. See you in here. Just sub. Appreciate that. Appreciate um, you. Jacoby Myers, Deontay Johnson, pulling up my ranks now. Do you know this off the top of your head? Yeah, it's Deontay for me. Yeah, I think that's probably going to be where I'm at, too. I got Deontay at 34, and I have Jacoby at 38. I'm a little lower. Yeah, Deontay is going to be the guy over Jacoby Myers. Um, It's a tougher matchup here for the Raiders, and I just don't know if there's going to be a lot left here for Jacoby after DA eats. So I would be going Deontay, um, eat the targets. Yeah, and if I've seen Mason Rudolph do one thing in the NFL, it's pepper those targets that are less than 10 yards down the field. So Deontay's probably going to eat. He's probably going to have one of his better games of the year this week, in my opinion. Toronto Dave's in the chat. Friend of you, friend of me, friend of JWB. Good to see you, Dave. Shout out, great out Toronto area. Colts at the Falcons. Falcons, your thoughts? Yeah, I know it's hard to trust Arthur, Arthur Smith, um, but this should be a Bijan bounce back game. Um, Indiana, uh, Indianapolis is along the fourth most points to opposing running backs. I know Tyler Algier just got more play. I think it's pretty clear to everybody with a brain that Arthur Smith can't continue to keep doing that if he wants to keep his job. So I expect Bijan to get a, t- a bunch of touches this week. Same with Drake London. I have both of those as comfortable starts this week for me. Um, but Bijan is really the guy who I think is going to see the biggest you know, uptick in usage from last week to this week. Colts, Jonathan Taylor got a full practice in on Wednesday, kind of treating Jonathan Taylor as if he is going to suit up. If he does, we start him, don't think twice. Moss returns to the bench. He's also injured, not really looking there. You know, much like, you know, a lot of players will all be talking about, we got to really monitor practice reports here to figure out what's going on with Pittman. He did log, log a limited practice Wednesday, but he took a pretty brutal hit. I would be surprised if he did suit up. But at the same time, let's say Pittman does miss. Very, very concerned here, Jake, that Josh Downs did not step up in Pittman's absence last week, right? Mm-hmm. I, if Pittman goes down, it really opened things up for, for Downs to do something, So, and he didn't do it. It, it kind of sounds crazy to say that if Pittman doesn't suit up, that I'm not going to be starting any pass catchers on the Colts. 
But at the same time, that's kind of like where where my gut's leading me, where my projections are leading me, that like we just can't trust Josh Downs and crew, even if Pittman does not suit up. Yeah, I mean, Alec Pierce was getting play. Mo Alley-Cox was getting play. A guy I didn't even realize was on the roster, and DJ Montgomery was getting same, like same. It was just a whole lot of what is going on here. Um, so, yeah, it sucks to see for downs, but I, I still have hope in the future. But right now, the offense is just functioning through the, uh, the outside guys. Jose's got a cue. Jaden Reed, Calvin Ridley, or Curtis Samuel. For me, this is currently Calvin Calvin Ridley. Um, I'm not sure if Jaden Reed's going to play or not. Even if he does, I think he'd be pretty close because he doesn't. Because we don't know about Jaden Reed right now. I don't really have numbers on him, but I feel pretty good about Calvin Ridley this week. He sits as my wide receiver, 17 overall, 12 targets last week. There's just not a lot of places for this ball to go. Um, at the end of the day, he's going to get a lot of volume. I have Kelvin Ridley pretty comfortably over the rest of these guys. Obviously, if Jaden Reed ends up playing, we can come back and revisit this. But as of today, this is Calvin Ridley. Yeah, it's Ridley for me um, just because of the – this is the third injury that's been reported on Jaden Reed in the past four weeks. He keeps playing through them, you know, but feet, you know, anything with the feet and toes is always harder. Um, it's Ridley for me right now. Um, if Jaden Reed plays, if he's able to log a full practice, I feel more confident in saying Reed, but it's Ridley right now. Omega King in the chat, friend of you, friend of me, friend of JWB. Shout out my Salmon King. Packers at the Panthers. Panthers, get it over with. Yeah, it's a Chuba week. Um, it's kind of always a Chuba week with this offense. There's really not much else to look forward to, but uh, Green, Green Bay's long ninth, ninth most points to opposing running backs. So it's Chuba. And then we just move on to the next uh, next team. Yeah, it's tough, tough days for Adam Thielen. He hit a good start, but it, it is now over. Packers, you know, it's uh, whenever you get the – I say this every week. Whenever you get the Panthers, it's a dream matchup for your running backs. Aaron Jones played in limited fashion last week, but he um, still very much firing this guy up this week as a running back too in your playoff matchups. No concerns with Aaron Jones. Did he look like himself? Not necessarily, but I am trusting Aaron Jones in this matchup, especially with AJ Dillon not practicing with a broken thumb. Another piece that I really like here is going to be a streamer. You know, with Luke Musgrave on IR, um, Kraft Tucker Kraft has pretty much taken over that exact role. He's got 90% route run rate. What does that mean? Essentially. Every single time Jordan Love drops, every time Jordan drops back, 90% of the time Tucker Craft is out there running routes. I like Tucker Craft as kind of a sneaky, um, you know, streamer at tight end if that's what you need to go in this week. Wide receivers not really making a move or making a stance or planting a flag until we get more information about Jaden Reed. I I'm here with like a, a Dontavian Wicks argument, kind of like a splash play, deep play flex, but I'm not going to say anything until we get more Jaden Reed news. Yeah, I feel you there. I love Tucker Craft. So. Fire him up, I believe. Clinton, good to see you again. Welcome back to the chat. Pollard, Walker, Hall, pick two. Um, for me, I actually, I'm pretty high on Brees Hall this week. Um, I get why people might not be. For me, it really just comes down to a cake matchup against the Washington Commanders. I have my RB13. I'll be playing him pretty consistently everywhere I got him. I also have Tony Pollard at um, running back eight. So eight and 13 for Pollard and Hall, respectfully. I think they're both good plays. I understand Pollard's had his ups and downs. Hall's had his ups and downs, but it's, it's the playoffs. I'm trusting both these guys is what it is. I like Walker, but I like all three. But if you're asking me right now, Clinton, it's going to be Pollard and it's going to be Brees Hall. Yep, same boat here. L.A., what's up, L.A.? Starting AJB and Kyron, you absolutely should be. Yeah. I need two 
wide receivers, two running backs, and a flex. Ridley, Alave, Gibbs, Etienne, Hall, Zeke, Aaron Jones. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> well, all right, let's get this out of the way. So we are ab- absolutely starting Gibbs here, without yep. a doubt. Yes. Gibbs is in the lineup with those guys. Um, Etienne's probably there, too. I got him at running back nine. I have him above everybody else here. So I'd go Etienne. I would go Gibbs. And then the question comes down to then Brees, Zeke, Aaron Jones, or Alave. I mean, I'd probably go Brees. Those running backs right there. The, oh, you need a wide receiver, don't you? So if we're yeah. going Gibbs and Etienne, we need to find ourselves a wide receiver. So it's Alave or Ridley. Your thoughts on that, Jake? Um, I don't know if we have practice reports on Chris Alave this week. So instinct is it's going to have to be Ridley. Um, Oh, just kidding. looks like Alave is going to return in week 16, so it's Alave for me. So I'd go uh, Alave, Gibbs, ETN. I currently have Ridley above Alave, but obviously I could change as things get more confirmed. But I think, I mean, I'll probably play Alave tonight, not going to lie. Linda, good to see you in here, my friend. Omega told me he doesn't like, I know this. It's tough to find out this way, but yeah, we live and we learn. Manny, what's up, Manny? Flacco or Gina, Jake? That is probably – I'm going to go a little contrarian here. I know most of the rankings, especially through JWB, have Geno higher, but I actually have more confidence playing Flacco. I got a Geno. That's a tough one. I mean, make your decision. I go Geno, he goes Flacco. That's the way it goes sometimes. See, we don't 100% always agree. Nate R, 74. What's up, Nate? Pacheco, Jacobs, DK can only start one. Ooh. That one's tougher. Uh, it's probably, it's probably Pacheco for me. Yeah, honestly. it's Pacheco for me too. Pretty safe there. Feel good about that one. Browns at the Texans. Looking like no Stroud here for the Texans. You got him. Yeah. Uh, well, I think you kind of have to start Devin Singletary at this point. The usage is just too good, even when it really shouldn't be. He's just getting too much play. Um, so he's basically like, if he's on my team, he's probably in a flex spot for me, um, depending on what my running back room looks like. Um, but with with it, you know, Case Keenum starting another game here, I don't know if Nico Collins is going to be healthy or not, but realistically, I'm just not trying to start any pass catcher if I don't have to. I think Dalton Schultz is fine as a streaming option at tight end, um, but realistically, Singletary is the only piece of this offense I'm kind of interested in. Browns, it's just great to see Joe Flacco getting up, getting up off the couch and playing serviceable football, which from the quarterback position hasn't necessarily been something we see consistently. So shout out to Joe Flacco. You absolutely love to see it. Njoko, Njoko and Cooper, Amari Cooper, obviously in play here as uh, things look good with Flacco. Strong arm, very serviceable. We're firing both Cooper and Njoku up. Um, Browns are road favorites in this one. Um and their elite defense is probably going to shut down Case Keenum if I had to take a guess. Does lead me to the running backs and Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford continues to see the majority of the snaps. He sees most of the high-value targets. Um, I don't mind going back to Ford as a low-end RB2 this week. I like it. Oh, got to Ben Toon. Rice or Olave, Fields or Stafford. Ooh. Uh, quarterback, it's Fields. It's pretty comfortably Fields for me. And then wide receiver here would be Rasheed Rice. I'm agreeing with you with Rice. Let me check these here. It is Fields. It's Fields and Rice. Good luck. Lions 
at the Vikings. Vikings to you. Yeah, uh, pretty confident just firing up the guys here. Uh, that's Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, uh, even Ty Chandler. I know Detroit uh, has now overtaken Philly as the team allowing the least points to running backs, um, but I think Chandler's pass catching ability is going to make them make him a part of the offense, even without um, or even with maybe seeding some of the rushing work um, that he was you know, successful with previously. I just think his explosiveness is really going to be crucial to this Minnesota team staying competitive here. So I'm firing up pretty much all the guys here. It's interesting that I'm, you know, comfortable firing up all of the guys, but I'm going to tell you to not start Nick Mullins under any circumstances, but that's where we are with this offense. These guys are going to survive on volume, not touchdowns. Lions, Lions uh, back on a roll here in a key divisional matchup this week. I believe this would lock the division up for them with a W, but I'm not biased. Um, I expect the Lions to be firing on all cylinders here. 47-point implied total is good. Lens is a piece of mind that our dudes are going to be in a good spot. Um, I think it's important to note that the Vikings defense has been working their way to like some borderline elites, if not great status here. Um, so this isn't necessarily an easy task, but at the same time, Lions offense is that good. Just wanted to kind of shout out the Lions. I mean, the Vikings defense here is I think they're better than people have thought they have been or given them credit for. Not getting cute with the Lions. You play Goff, you play Laporta, you play Amonra, you play Gibbs, you play Mati as kind of a fringy RB2. Volume's decent, could get a touchdown in, in there for you. Um, you know, cool to see Jamison Williams kind of overtake Reynolds as a wide receiver too, but I'm simply not starting him. This offense revolves around Laporta, Amonra, St. Brown, Gibbs, and Mati to an extent. So, Pretty straightforward here. Not getting too crazy with the Lions. There's really nothing much more to talk about. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cut and dry. Jimmy Jets. What's up, Jimmy Jets? Najee, Elijah Moore, Demarcus Robinson, Justice Hiller, Pitts can only start one. Ay, ay, ay. I'm, 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 I'm typing things in here to try to figure this out. Yeah, my instinct here is that it's going to be Najee. Um, I think he's just the most likely to get the most consistent volume. Demarcus Robinson has gotten some nice volume here. Um, as of late, I think he's got double digit points in three yeah. short weeks. I think Chuchu Atwell is coming back though, which could complicate things. Here. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then Justice Hill, maybe he sees, you know, more swing with, uh, with no, uh, Keaton Mitchell rest of season, but I still think Najee's the play. I would agree. Unfortunately, it is Najee Jimmy Jets, but looks like your options aren't wonderful. Commanders at the Jets. Tough to expect a ton in this one because the commander's defense is terrible, but the Jets offense is terrible yeah. and Jets defense is good. I mean, it's just, it's a bad matchup for both sides of the ball. It, it is, it's a tough one. You get the Jets. Uh, Wilson, Garrett Wilson and Brees. That's it. It's Brees like we've been it. saying this all year long. I was going to say, it's almost been that since week one. Commanders. Again, I'm just mentioning Jets defense is legit. Easily top 10 defense overall, likely a top three pass defense. Really tough for me to sign off on a single commander player in your fantasy football playoffs, if I'm being completely honest with you. You know, I suppose Terry could be a fine, like, wide receiver three territory for those in deeper leagues. He's a fine flex, but I'm just leaving it at that. You know, I don't know. I don't think B-Rob's going to play. Gibson did not do anything with B-Rob not playing. I am just passing on my commanders if I possibly can. But if there is a case to be made, if you want to start Terry McLaurin as a wide receiver three, deeper league, feel free to do so. I hate it. I hate it here. Playoffs are gross. Jelly of the month. What is the jelly of the month? I would love to know. Probably no Keenan. Possible. Since uh, since start, uh, starting three RB, currently Montgomery versus Min. 
Saquon versus Philly, Chan versus Dallas, Sid Chan for Ty Chandler, since Madison might be out. And mine plays at 1 p.m. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I want to be playing Chandler. I got Chandler ranked decently high this week, so I'm probably going to be wanting to get Chandler into my lineup. Um, Saquon is kind of more low RB2 for me, and that's where Chan sits right now, too. Um, you know, frankly, Ty Chandler is my highest ranked running back of this entire group. So, yeah, I was going to say it sounds weird to say, but I think just based off of matchups, I want to sit Saquon. It's a tough one. Happy PR. And then Twitter bum. What's up, Twitter bum? I don't think you're a bum. Will Keenan Allen play? Your guess is as good as mine. So I personally, like, he's not practicing, right? And I think that was coming out from yesterday. He did not practice on Wednesday. Today is like the day for me to know if Keenan Allen's going to play, right? We need to know. Does he practice? Today will be telling. There's a good case for him to just not play because the Chargers are dust. But Keenan Allen, noted competitor. Right, as we say, I think he could play. I'm not really sure. Do I play Godwin, Wandell, Jason over him? Which three to go to if he sits? So, I mean, I, I would be playing Keenan Allen if he's active. I think that's probably the, the easiest way to go here. If Keenan Allen's yeah. active, I'm playing Keenan Allen over those three. But, yes, let's have a contingency plan in case Keenan Allen does not play. You know, Wandell's probably not in this territory where I'm having this conversation to think about it. It's going to be between Godwin and JSN for me. Which way are you going? I actually think, I don't know, it's hard. JSN has definitely come on as of late. Godwin's got a really cakey matchup. It's hard, man. I'd probably go JSN, honestly. Mm, I go Godwin. I got Godwin above him by a little bit. I, I, I think I got. It's close. It's very yeah, close. Yeah, because, all right, the thing about JSN is like Lockett and DK are still locked in as the two starting wide receivers, yeah, right? True. They're running the most routes, they're getting the most targets. Jason's good though, so he can do a lot with a little. Godwin also hasn't been doing that much, but we we saw vintage Godwin last week. Sure. Not to say it's gonna re- return, but like these are both wide receiver threes for me. I'm leaning towards Godwin over JSN, but I I get the case for it. So I play Keenan if he plays. If not, I play Godwin. Looks like he's got JSN. Probably not as helpful Twitter bum, but again, we're not 100 agreeing all the time. Tyler convinced me. Go Godwin. Go Godwin. Tight end question. Always love to see these. Ricardo. Yes, Ferrari, what's up? Komet or Kincaid? I have these guys back-to-back, so I'm curious to see what you think here. Um, just because the matchup is uh, – Arizona is one of the best teams in football at defending the tight end position. So for me, I, I go Kincaid here um, begrudgingly. I wish I could say it was Komet just because um, we uh, we actually – Nate and I talked about this on an episode. They're both the same age, and Komet's outproducing Kincaid this year. Um, but I think I prefer Kincaid this week. Jelly of the Month is back. Still hasn't let me know what the Jelly of the Month is. I'm going to guess it's mint jelly. Um, Bills or Denver? Great plays. I'm going Bills. They get the Chargers with Easton Stick and maybe not Keenan Allen. Eckler's not looking the same. They're a mess. We just saw how terrible the Chargers can be. I don't expect that again, obviously, because the, the, the problem's probably out the door. But the Bills are playing for everything right now. The Bills have every reason to go out there and keep their like their foot on the gas. Not that teams don't do this regularly. I mean, this is probably a stupid argument. But like the Bills have to win. The Bills are in a must-win situation. And I really expect the Bills' defense to step up. The Bills have been playing better as of late. You know, Denver is a great play. You know, But my issue with Denver is like they just kind of flopped against the Lions last week. And the Patriots are looking better, right? Yeah. I think Denver's still a fine play. But the Bills are a top play for me, Jelly of the Month. So I'm good with it. Yep. I'm bills here all the way. 
Manny Delta coming in. Yeah, tight end is tough. It is. Sorry for the list, but can you order Komet, Henry, Kraft, Ferguson? Um, those four. So it's 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 gonna be Ferguson. It's gonna be Ferguson. Yeah, number one. It's Ferguson. probably it's probably for me Ferguson, Henry, Komet, Kraft this week. Yep, Ferguson. Yeah, it's for for me it's Ferguson, Komet, Henry, Kraft. But it's Ferguson. It's it's Ferguson's first. Kraft is fourth. We can flip Henry or Komet there in the middle. Um, it's yeah. it's also it's Ferguson big gap yeah. the other two big gap craft for sure yeah we know we were good I, I Isaiah, Isaiah no, likely was the fifth uh, likely was the fifth um, I st- I have Fer- it's Ferguson or likely I have Ferguson one spot ahead of right likely we yeah. know it's not commit twice there's not two commits in the NFL we got you Manny if there Do was not. I would be shocked but yeah it's still it's Ferguson then likely. Wants a sneaky defensive team special streamer of the week. Okay, a sneaky one. Let me pull things up here. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, sneaky's interesting. Um, I think the Seahawks could be a little sneaky against the Tennessee Titans, right? Um, with with Tannehill likely at the helm. Yeah, I don't hate it. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. I think that's a little sneaky. I think the Lions are also kind of a sneaky play. Defense is playing a little bit better. They they really showed out again against the the Broncos last week. Um, these are like obviously guys outside of like the top fifteen ranks, but I think the Lions or Seahawks could be two sneakier defenses. That if like you're in a league where people are hoarding defenses and you got to look outside the top fifteen. Do not hate the idea of the Lions. Also, the, I mean, the Pats, too, if I'm being honest, against Denver. Um, there, there's a couple ones right there. I, I'm kind of talking myself in the Lions, but I, I'm pretty I'm pretty biased. So Yeah, I think Washington's kind of in play, too, you know, playing against the Jets. Um, does Zach Wilson come back and perform? Does he look like Zach Wilson again? There's, there's actually a lot of really good streaming defensive options this week. GV, what's up, GV? Myers, Lockett, Reed. Um, for me, this is going to be Lockett. Well, so here's the thing. I don't have Reed in my ranks because I don't know if he's going to play. He's probably going to spit out close to that. I have Lockett as my wide receiver 29. Myers is a little bit further down. If, if they're playing, it'd probably be the opposite in which you listed them. Reed, Lockett, Myers. But with Reed kind of being up in there, it's going to be Lockett, Myers, and then Reed. Yep. I'm in the same. I'm locked up with Tyler on this one. Yeah. Lockett's fine. I mean, he's my wide receiver 29. I, I mean, he's still, I mean, he didn't have a good game last week, but he got great volume. Yeah, it's tough right there. I mean, it, we really got to get more information about Reed and figuring out what the hell is going to happen there. Let's jump back into it. I believe we just talked Commanders and Jets, which will lead us to Seahawks and Titans. Titans to you. Yeah, um, like I already alluded to, got to monitor Levis playing or not. If it's Tannehill, um, you know, the matchup still plays to D-Hop and Derrick Henry. I'm starting them regardless. Um, but without Will Levis at the helm, kind of expecting, you know, a bit, a little bit of a downgrade to D-Hop. Levis is much more apt to uh, kind of say, screw it, D-Hop down there somewhere than Tannehill is. Um, so he takes a bit of a hit if it's Tannehill. But still, both of these guys are comfortable starters for me in the playoffs. Seahawks. In case you're wondering if Charbonnet was going to earn a role with Walker's injury, the answer is not at all, folks. It's been and always will be Kenneth Walker taking a victory lap here, I guess. I don't do it that often, but I'm doing it. Um, a staunch supporter of Walker's. Did not think Charbonnet is very good. Walker is a much better running back. And it looks like the Seahawks and Pete Carroll agree. It's good to see. 
Walker's an, R, an RB2 once again. I'll play him if I got him. I, if there's a question earlier in the chat, I wouldn't play him because you have a bunch of good running backs. But yeah, Walker for most people, going to be a play. Pass catchers are where it gets interesting. I kind of alluded to this earlier. Um, but we start with DK. DK is the number one there. He's the alpha. No concerns there, right? The, the question is yep. between Lockett and JSN. Lockett had a down game but saw nine targets. How do we handle it? Lockett and DK are still running like they're the one two, so like it's tough to get Jason in there. But like at this point in time, we just saw Jason with an 83% route run rate. Again, what does that mean? Every time Gino or Lock, I guess, drops back, JSN is running routes 83% of the time. It's one of the highest we've seen all season out of him. So he's a three, but he's the clear three. And if you've been holding the JSN bags this season and he did what he did last week. It's really tough to sit JSN again, which I, you know, I, I think that's why you were torn with the last question of Godwin yeah. and JSN. It's just like, why, why you hold, why are you holding on to JSN? It's week sixteen, folks. Like, if you're not going to start him, like, drop him and pick up a handcuff, right? Um, in the end of the day, like, I do have Lockett ahead of JSN, but I think that all three are playable right now. Yeah, I would agree. It's 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 a good problem to have. I can tell you the one JSN that I have. It's a keeper league, and I drafted him in like the twelfth round, so I kind of have to hold him just because that keeper next year is juicy. Yep. But I feel you. I, w- I wish I could drop him. I just can't do it. Jimmy Jets, welcome back. Ten team league drafted lucky. Love to see that. Want to explain death? But I'm gonna say Brown Jet is why yeah, Adams Waddle great. T Walker Brees White Taylor Chuba. Mm. This is tough, man. Two running backs, two wide receivers. Well, okay. It's Amon Ra and J- Jetta for sure. Like yep. all the respect to Waddle and Adams, but like that is with that's a no brainer. Running backs here. Um, so Adams would kind of be in play as a flex, but not Waddle or T. Running backs. I mean, Rashad White, I think, is an absolute smash here. Yeah. Funny. And, so, and so is Taylor or Jonathan. Taylor. If he suits up, it's Taylor, it's Rashad White, it's Amon Ross St. Brown, it's Jetta. And then we talk about the flex. Probably being Devontae Adams or Brees. Where are you at with the flex? Or do you agree with me that it's Jetta, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jonathan Taylor, and Rashad White? I might actually lean Brees over Taylor just because of how good Atlanta's been against running backs this year in terms of limiting touchdowns and him not getting a ton of passing work. Um, so Brees and Taylor's a little bit closer for me. Um, but I think Adams is is very comfortably my choice uh, for the flex. Yeah, you're, you're locking in Amaran St. Brown, uh, Rashad White, and Jetta for sure. Question really comes down to, to Brees or Taylor. That's where we're at. Yeah. Or to DA, yeah. So not all, not everything answered. We disagree a little bit. But lock those in, kind of see how things go through the week. Um, I would probably end up going Jonathan Taylor, um, Adams, Rashad White, Amaran St. Brown, and Jetta, leaving Brees Hall, Walker, Chuba, Waddle, and T on the bench. Inc- incredible team, Jimmy Jets. Yeah. Hope you win the championship. Nate, good to see you back. Nate R74. Goff or Baker? I got Baker three spots ahead against Jacksonville. So I got Baker ahead of Goff. Um, little against consensus on this one, but Baker's playing great football right now. And Goff is good, but again, I mentioned it before the Minnesota Vikings defense is pretty damn elite. So I would actually lean Baker over Jared Goff in this one. Yeah, it's actually really comfortably Baker for me. Uh, Jared Goff struggles under pressure, and no team sends more pressure than Minnesota. It's a matchup made in hell for Jared Goff. So I'm Baker all the way. Speaking of Baker, I think we're at Jags and Bucks. We are. Big game for both of them. Huge playoff implications as both are vying for a spot. You got the Bucks side. Yeah, Baker. I absolutely must 
must be starting him this week if I don't have a top eight quarterback option. Uh, Jacksonville's allowing the third most points per game to quarterbacks. Baker has been playing some really great football. His his stats this year have been out of this world for for Baker, and honestly, been you know one of the more surprising quarterbacks I think for a lot of people this year. Not for me, I drafted a lot of them. Um, Evans absolutely must start. I, I think you know we saw a fluke. Uh, in his low volume game. I don't think that's going to consistently be the case. Um, Godwin, solid flex plays. Well, we saw vintage Godwin last week, like we mentioned. And then Kate Otten, I think, is actually a decent streaming tight end option this week. By far, not one of my favorites, but the matchup plays to him a little bit. So I think you could do worse. Jags, I've talked about him. I'm starting Ridley. He's my wide receiver, 17, pretty high in Ridley. This 12 targets last week with no Kirk felt really good. Ingram, obviously, a great play, top six tight end, playing great football. ETN, great play. Not getting cute anywhere else, though. Um, you know, I know there's probably somebody out of the Zay Joneses, Parker Washingtons, and even the Jamal Agnews that might have a good game, but it's not the direction I'm going. I'm keeping it simple. The Jags, not going crazy. Love it. Hopkins, Jones, assuming Aaron, Chandler, Monty McBride at the flex. Woo! Damn, man. I mean, like, I, I mean, I, the first name that popped to me was McBride. Yeah, that's where my eyes went too. Yeah, I mean, he's just getting so much volume, man. Like, this is a tough one. Like, these are all guys I'd love to flex. I would have no problem flexing any of these guys this week, Nate. But, I mean, if you're in, like, a half PPR or PPR league, McBride's unstoppable right now. He's just, like, out there, like, looking like Gronkowski at points of time. Like, it's insane. So, I'm leaning McBride if you're, like, you know, in a position where maybe you're not feeling that, like, I get it, but we're we're rolling we're rolling McBride here, Nate. Um, yeah. He's just too hot right now. Alex Anderson in the chat. What's up? What's, What's up, up, Alex? Welcome, Alex. Thoughts on playing Ridley, Jake? Man, I'm playing Ridley. He's my he's my wide receiver seventeen. He's my wide receiver seventeen. There's too much volume going going Ridley's way. He's yeah. just earning it. I have no problem with Ridley this week. I think he's a good play. Agreed. Pollard or Walker? Adrian, Pollard what's up? Yep, Pollard for me, pretty close, pretty easy there. I like a bounce back game from the Cowboys going Pollard over Walker. Adrian, another question. Lamar or Tua? Uh, I definitely have this Lamar. That's Lamar. You can run on, like, I think you can run in San Francisco. So, yeah, it's Lamar by, you know, a handful of spots here. No problem. Yep. Cardinals at the Bears. Your Bears, your take. Again, like it's kind of been all season. You start Justin Fields, you start DJ Moore. It's kind of it. Uh, like I alluded to earlier, again, Arizona's really good at defending against the tight end, so I don't have a ton of confidence in Komet this week. There's no secondary pass catcher option that I want. The running back room is in shambles um, with everybody getting like 20% of touches. So it's gross. I don't want any parts of it besides Fields and DJ Moore. Cards, I mean, I'm, I'm taking another moment here to just talk about how Trey McBride's a league winner. Truly, dude is a revelation and crushing. Freaking Mackey Award winner, best tight end in football. Zach Ertz was ahead of him for too long. Love to see it. Connor snaps her down, but the volume is fine. Connor's a fine low-end RB2, but that's all I got here. Hollywood is injured regardless if he suits up. I'm not trusting him. I don't really trust any of the pass catchers besides McBride. So Connor, kind of fringy RB2, McBride smash. Nothing really else to get excited about. Yeah, since uh, Trey McBride took over the starting position, he's finished as a top three tight end more times than he's finished as uh, outside of the top 10. So, Trey McBride all the way. 
Twitter bum, welcome back. Have White and Pollard in the lineup and Mixon in the flex. Have two other flex spots. Great. Have Kamara and G. Wilson in there now. Yes. Do you do you risk this? I have Pittman on the bench, but don't know if he plays. Don't worry about Sermon. Um, yeah, I mean it's tough. I don't. It's tough because I would have Pittman ahead of G. Will for sure. Yep. Um, I would probably. I mean, the thing is, we have a lot of news between now and when those games happen. So I would just pay attention to the news, man. Um, because yep. what tonight is what the the Rams and Saints. Yep. You have no Rams and Saints. Um, well, Saturday- you, have a, you have Kamara in the flex spot, but you're flexing Kamara. Thank you. Yes. Kamara, Kam- Kamara would be over. Just put him in the running back slot, actually. Kamara, put it in the running back slot. Kamara's a smash, though. No concerns. Yeah. yeah. Get Kamara in your running back slot and then see what happens with Pittman if he practices Thursday and Friday. Just do yeah. that. Kamara. Keep, keep Rashad White in, flip Pollard and Kamara, and then play the news. Yep. You just got to wait and see that. Javanta or London? Good question, John, though. Good question. I mean, that is a really good question. They're both kind of look. fringy for me. Um, My uh, instinct I, is London here. Yeah, I'm going London. Yeah, We're going London over Javante. Um, almost certainly. Go yeah. London. The ceiling's nice. And, I mean, the Pats are still a pretty damn good team. So. Plus, Taylor Heineke at the helm. I'm, with Taylor Heineke at the helm, I'm way more bullish on the offense. Yeah, Pats' defense is good. So, I mean, Javante... We just saw the floor, and it's pretty gnarly last week with the Lions. So um, we'll go. We'll go London Thursday night football in the flex. That is a flex in itself. Truly, there's no better way to flex on your opponents than flexing your Thursday night players in the flex. I do it all the time. It's great. <laughs> Cowboys and the Dolphins, man. Two ten and four teams collide. I mean, they both really need to win. They do. They they need to win. They're they're going for it. So, Fins. This is this is pretty easy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, everybody. Dealing with the flu. Mostert, he's running back one. Achan, he's running back two. Waddle is a wide receiver one without Tyreek. He's a wide receiver two with Tyreek. And that's pretty much how I'm playing it. I want these guys in my lineup. I know it's Dallas. They have a good defense. Their defense just showed last week. It can be bad at times, too. I want these guys in my lineup. These are these are guys that I've, I've had in my lineup all year. I'm not getting cute with these guys. The volume is going to be there. I'm just playing the studs in this matchup. Cowboys side of the ball. You know, I consider the, the, the Dolphins defense a good, not great defense. You know, it doesn't really f- effectively impact how I view the Cowboys side of the ball. Does sport a 50-point implied total, indicating there is indeed a lot of meat on this bone for our fantasy players. I go right back to Dak, no problem. Top five QB play. Pollard, fringe RB1. You know, obviously CD, obviously Ferguson. That's it. Cooks would be the guy if I had to bring another guy in that wasn't on that list, as I think he's clearly the second wide receiver, but he's also kind of like the fourth option. So not really interested in chasing Brandon Cooks points here. Um, you just stick to the studs in this one. Nothing to really get too too cute or crazy about. I agree. Adrian, Cowboys or Eagles D? I mean, that's that's pretty comfortably the Eagles against the yeah. Giants opposes the Cowboys versus the Miami Dolphins. So. Yeah, Eagles is my defense one on the week. Yeah, they're top three for me. Clinton, welcome back. Noah Brown, Hopkins, or Deontay pick two? Well, Hopkins is one of them. It's Hopkins and Deontay. It's it's yeah. very easy for me. Yep. There you go. I'm good with that. Pats at the Broncos. Broncos, Jake. Yeah. Uh, I think Sutton, uh, he's, you know, just keeps finding the end zone. I think you have to start him if you have him in a playoff matchup. Wide receiver three, at least. Um, if you have three wide receivers or, you know, a solid flex spot, 
as we just kind of alluded to, limited belief in Javante. I'm a, I think I'm I've been off the Javante train for a really long time. I think I'm not even in the same country that the, that the Javante train is in anymore. I just don't think he's that good of a running back. I, I think he, you know, in advantageous situations, he can play pretty well, but more often than not, this defense is or this team is not going to be in positions for him to get enough carries and targets to matter, really. So I want Javante nowhere near my lineups this week. Schuler, first time listener. Welcome in, Schuler. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. It helps us out a lot. My boss will be happy. Curtis Samuel and Hollywood. I'm not sure Hollywood even plays, so Curtis Samuel, my man. Yep. Um, the Hill contusion is not looking good. So we're going Curtis Samuel. Thanks, even Schuler. if Hollywood is playing, I'm going Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I think that's fair. Pats. Got to talk about the Pats. Cut that one off. Zappy's making the Pats look serviceable. All right. I think that's a fair statement. Like, the, yeah. the, are they a good offense now? No. But are they better? Yes. They they compete yes. for part of the game now. Which they were not doing. Which they were not doing at all. So, cool to see. Cool to see. Um, Zeke maintains, you know, a pretty smash role considering... I mean, it's not like a smash roll, like top 10, but he's a, he's a high-end RB2 considering his volume, snap count, everything across the board. It's all going Zeke's way. There's no other running back vying for touches anywhere, right? I think like two weeks ago, Ty Montgomery was the other back and he ended up getting cut after they gave him some run. Like, yeah. It's just Kevin Harris. I'm not worried about him. He got some like play at the end there, garbage time, whatever. It, Zeke is Zeke is a great play. He's coming back for us here. Love to see it. The only other player I'm interested in is Hunter Henry, right? Been on a tear with, with Zappy. We know he's good. He's had ups and downs. I, I mean, I really think that his downs are more so indicative of how bad the Pats were playing. But as we all know, just like when running backs play the Panthers, when tight ends play the Broncos, things are good. You start them. You start Broncos giving up the most points to tight ends. I mean, I was looking at the stats here on this one, Jake. The Broncos give up 40% more fantasy points than the average. Uh, to tight ends. Jesus. Um, I mean, it's, it's lower than that. Last week certainly helped with Laporta's three tuds. But regardless, they're not guarding it well. They don't have really, like, I would say Hunter Henry is comfortably their best pass catcher, right? Would you agree with that? Yeah. Uh, based on the health situation of the team, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Hunter Henry absolutely in play this week, and Zeke, and that's it, which is better because before it was just Ramondre and move along. So they are improving. Yeah. They have gotten to the point where we actually have to spend time talking about the Patriots. Clinton. Always love the cues. Bengals, Seahawks, Texans. Assuming we're talking about defenses here. It's, yeah, for me right now, it's the Bengals. If we get confirmation that Tannehill is playing over Will Levis, I will change that to the Seahawks. It's the Bengals for me too. I would go the Bengals. You just, Steelers are just, I mean, they're trotting out Mason Rudolph. I mean, I don't really know what else. I mean, it's just nice. It's right for the pick in there. Yeah. Right for the picking. And then Schultz or Reed. Um Schultz, sorry, Schultz Kincaid. Can't get Jaden Reed out of my head, man. I need the news. Um, it's Kincaid. Pretty easy here. Yeah, it's Kincaid for me. Adrian coming back again. Henry Etienne Brees Hall PPR. Looks like it's two we're needing to pick here. Um Etienne and Brees. Um I know we could miss out on a huge Henry game. I get it, but like the floor we saw it last week is so low. Like I have Etienne and Brees out of Henry, and it's that simple. Yeah, it sucks, but yeah. Pick one, it's Etienne. We got pick one. It's Etienne. You yep. feel good about that? Yeah. Yep, agreed. Yeah, that was an easy one. M makes it easier, honestly, Adrian. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Oh, moving into our Christmas Day slate. Three games on the Christmas Day, on Monday, for those folks who might not be aware. Starting at 1 p.m. 
I mean, the NFL is just like coming up with just great ideas for us to ignore our families on on holidays. Man, they do great. They do a great job at it. I will say it's kind of neat. I respect it. Raiders at the Chiefs. Chiefs must win game. Your take? Yeah, uh, it sounds like Pacheco's going to play. If he is healthy, he's going immediately into my lineups. Automatic downgrade to McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire there. And then I think Rasheed Rice has has earned must-start status at this point. He's the only wide receiver who seems to play competent football for this team. So there's really not an argument to not have him in, especially against the Raiders. He's arguably a top-12 option this week. Raiders. You know, they seem to get back on track last week. You know, I think that says a lot more about the Chargers than it does the Raiders, but you really can't ignore that their offense was cooking regardless. I just want the main pieces in this one, though. You know, Jacobs looks like he's going to be back. Feel good about that. And then, obviously, Devontae Adams continue. You know, he's had a couple down games, not going to lie, but things I think are going to be fine for DA. I'm not sweating it. Chiefs' run defense is bottom five in the league, so Jacobs should feast in this one. I'm actually quite higher than the consensus on Jacobs this week. I think top 12 is more than deserving for Jacobs if he does come back and DA is DA he'll get his share a lot of respect to Jacoby Myers you know having a great year but he's kind of a fringy RB3 play for me this week only deeper league option for Jacoby great to see Michael Mayer and Trey Tucker get going last week but they also fall into this category of just like not having interest that was a fluke against the Chargers team that just quit on their coaches and, and leadership, I think, if I had to take a guess. So sticking to more of what I know here with Jacobs and DA and, and not really going much further. Yeah, it's pretty great how about two weeks ago they were like, uh, Staley was on the stand and a presser and was like, oh, I can tell the team hasn't given up on me because we're not getting blown out of the stadium. And then 45 points get dropped on them in a half. And he's like, all right, well, I'm fired. Manny Delta, why is a running a quarterback question here? Flacco, Carr, Browning, and Howell. Where are you at with this? Flacco for me. I'm I'm sticking with the Joe Flacco train. Dude's putting up like 18 and a half points per game. I can't. It's Flacco until he's not good. Yeah, I got this one, Browning. I got a Browning and Flacco back-to-back, but I have Browning one ahead. I think we can rule out Carr and rule out Howell, in my opinion, in this one. Um, so we're really talking between Flacco and Browning. They're a coin flip for me, but I do have it, Browning. Even with the elite first name, Jake cannot get around. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. No Jamar Chase, I can't do it. Giants at the Eagles. The good side of the ball. Thank God. Just start the guys. That's really all I have to say. You start Devontae Smith. You start A.J. Brown. You start Dallas Goddard. Start DeAndre Swift. Start Jalen Hurts. Easy. Giants. No, Saquon continues to be like a volume-based RB2. But, I mean, with the Eagles on a three-game skid, I really think the Eagles are about to absolutely destroy the Giants. I think this game could get real ugly. Um Worth noting that Darren Waller came back last week. He had six targets, went four for 40. Um, only ran 48% of the routes on dropbacks, very part-time, eased his way back in. But he did have a 27% target per route run, which is strong. Um, you know, I think they're ramping him up. I do think Waller is in play for a kind of low-end tight end one streamer. You know, if you're in a spot where you don't really have any good tight ends, I'm, I'm comfortable starting Waller as a back-end tight end one. Yeah, nice little tight end floor play. Warren, Najee, Pickens, too many Steelers, Jimmy. Or Noah Brown can start to – I get extra points for first downs. Man, dude. Let me just check everything. I I don't want to start two Steelers, so I'm going Najee and Noah Brown. Simply off of the fact I do not want two pieces of that offense with Mason Rudolph at the helm. Yep. I'll go Najee and Noah Brown as well. Final game here, folks. 
after this game. Make sure you got you've got questions. You're listening in right now. You got any burning questions you want to get to us? Drop them in now. We'll make sure we get to, get to them before we end the show. Again, final call for cues as we get into our last game of the slate: Ravens at the 49ers. Says the making for a glorious Christmas evening for football fans everywhere. 49ers fans. Is it a Super Bowl preview? It just might be. Um, But with with San Francisco, it's it's pretty much the same. It's start the guys, you know, maybe temper expectations a little bit. Baltimore's defense has been very, very solid this year. Um, But it's not a scary enough matchup for me to not start Debo, not start Ayuk, not start Kittle, not start CMC, not start Purdy, so on and so forth. You still just plug these guys into your lineups and don't really think about it. Ravens, I mean, like you said, 47-point implied total indicates that both offenses should move the ball fairly successfully, even with the Ravens as five-point road dogs. Sucks to see Keaton Mitchell go down, but on the, you know, fantasy side of things, I guess, 49ers are kind of exploitable on the ground. Obviously, I could see Lamar running a lot, but I do think Gus Edwards is now back in play as this three-headed RB platoon is all but dead, assumably gone. 49ers run defense is 18th DVOA, 19th in yards allowed per carry, so just a little bit below average. But when you're talking about a team this good, that's you'll take the little wins that you can get, right? Gus is just a goal line monster. Like it's kind of sucks for Lamar, but if they're in the goal line, Gus is getting the ball, and the Gus bus is finding the end zone. We've been seeing it week after week after week. So I'm going Gus Edwards pretty pretty comfortably as an RB two here. I think the other pieces I can't trust Zay Flowers. Not throwing Zay Flowers into my matchups. And then finally, likely he's back in as a tight end one. Dude has been great. It's crazy that he's like behind Andrews, right? Because like I watch likely play and I'm like, he could probably start on like 12 other NFL teams. Um, But he is where he is. Um, Likely still a great start. So likely Gus, Lamar, that's that. Yeah, I saw something that like, that likely since he's been playing since Andrews went down and games that he started, he's got like a higher yards per outrun, higher target share. All of the metrics are saying that likely has earned more targets and done more with them than Mark Andrews did this year when healthy. It's crazy. Facts, man. Facts. Bryce coming in. Got some cues. Well, let's let's roll, Bryce. Give us the cues. We finished the rundown, the weekly preview. We are only here right now to answer your questions. So we'll give people 30 seconds here minute here to drop some cues in the chat we'll be more than happy to answer them before we get out of here jake any starts at personal start set decisions Ooh, that's burning you right now yeah let me open sleeper i know i got a few of them do, do, do. bryce he faces cmc amonrai j brown rashad white that sucks that does that sucks, suck. bryce but also it's the playoffs kind of expected yeah kind of expected Um, all right. So Alave is playing. We know that. Mm-hmm. Chase is not. So that answers that question. Yo, what's up, Forrest? Good to see you in here. Drop some cues if you got them. We're starting to get to the end of the show, but happy to stick on here to answer some questions you might have about your week 16 playoff matchups. Oh, that question. The injuries answer that question for me. Uh, I don't care about that matchup. Bryce, so RB options and a flex. Need three. Hubbard, Kenneth, Monty, Aaron Jones, Amari, Cooper. These are this is actually a really good question because I think these guys aren't going to be so far off. Chuba is 42 for me. Walker's 40. 45 for Montgomery. 
All right. Wow. This is pretty crazy. Okay. So for me, this is Kenneth Walker and Aaron Jones. Needs three. Aaron Walker. Aaron Walker. Said at the same time. Aaron Jones, Kenneth Walker. Let me just check. Amari is 51. It comes in 51. Hubbard comes in 42. Monty comes in 45. I mean, it's I, I have it as Chuba. I have this as Aaron Jones as Walker and Chuba. I'm sitting Monty and Amari Cooper in this in this one. Yep, I'm in the exact same boat. That's the volume's going to be in their favor. The touchdown upside is in their favor. I know Monty's got touchdown upside, but realistically, I, I want Aaron Jones. Dude had like 45 yards in the first drive, and then they just limited his touches from there. Um, Chuba volume no competition i want him kenneth walker we all saw what he can do so yeah pretty cut and dry there kamara should do well yeah he's my rb4 i think he should do be, do very good was reasonable expectations for kamara tonight um you know in terms of like full ppr 16 18 points about the projection yeah. i get coming out for him i think his ceiling's probably around the 28 to 30 area you know 18 20 i mean 16 to 20 points feels like a good range of outcomes for kamara tonight but obviously, we know the ceiling is high as they will use him on the goal line all the time. So, Kamara, to me, is a top five running back this week. Got good high expectations. Think he's going to do great. Yeah, I mean, like last week was one of his worst performances in a while, and it was still 15 points. He's got such a nice floor, such a good ceiling, comfortable. I'm expecting – I'm just going to give you an exact guess, and I just am curious as to how close I'm going to get. I'm going to say 19.8. For who? For Kamara. Yeah. I, I got him around – I think it's like seventeen point nine. So we're rolling. <clears throat> SM58. Does Gus get in the lineup over Mixon? No, not for me. He only would in standard for me. Standard, I think the touchdown upside is a little bit higher for Gus, but any form of PPR bonus, I want Mixon. A Chan or Brees in full PPR. I'm going Brees. Brees. Yep. Mike, daddy's home. Good to see Mike, friend of you, friend of me, friend of JWB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you should set a lineup still. I would try, Mike. If the world's got you down, man, start the lineup and pray. CMC is due for, for a clunker. I'm just saying. It's probably not going to happen, but he's due. Set the lineup, man. You'll be all right. CMC or Tyreek can only start one. Thanks, Skyler. Start them both. Yep. Just find a way. All right. We're going to wrap up out of here. Last chance for questions. Jake, where do they find you on Twitter? Where do they yep, find you, you work? You can find me on Twitter at Perry underscore FF. All of my fantasy content is here through JWB. Make sure you follow them on Twitter at JWB underscore FF. And then my personal podcast is Two Average Husbands. We've been a bit iffy with the episodes as of late, but that should pick back up in the new year. Um, and you can find us on YouTube, Two Average Husbands. You can find me on Twitter at FF Tyler. That's all we have today, folks. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later.